Hello, and thank you for joining me on the Journey is the Destination podcast, where we explore information and inspiration for business, health, leadership, life. I am your humble host, Kimberly Vole. Each and every one of us has gifts, talents, and a purpose. Stay with me for today's topic intended to inspire thought to action. Warning, listening may just ignite the spark of the calling within you into an outright flame. Side effects may include all traffic lights being green on your way to work, liking people, no line at the grocery store, nausea and vomiting, random acts of kindness, feelings of hope and satisfaction, laughter at totally inappropriate times, tears of joy, a sense of humor, actual desire to get out of bed in the morning, increased energy, and the inexplicable compulsion to tell people you love them. So stay tuned. Well, hello, everyone. Greetings from quarantine. Well, fortunately, I'm not actually quarantined. This COVID-19 scenario we are currently experienced, experiencing kind of burst a, a concept in my mind. Well, in reality, what I'm about to talk about is true every day, not just now. My thought is this. We need each other. When times are tough, we need each other to survive. When times are good, we need each other to thrive. And make no mistake, we are meant to thrive. Quite honestly, there is so much need right now. So many ways we can be lending a helping hand. So many ways we can contribute. So many things that need to be done. It's overwhelming to think about. And it's hard to know where to begin. You may remember from episode two, Live Your Story, that I set out to do a three-part series on influence and leadership, and that part two of that series was to be the greatest gift. Well, that would be this episode. Well, in light of what's going on in the world right now, I'm choosing to go in a slightly different direction. Today's topic is not at all what I intended for this episode entitled, United We Stand. And yet, Maybe it's perfect after all. I mean, perhaps, unbeknownst to me, this is exactly what I was supposed to talk about all along and is exactly what we need at this point in time. I hope so. I'll still go back to the series on influence because I believe it will provide value, but there is an issue that I feel is of vital importance right now. John Maxwell said that what's inside of us comes out when we're squeezed. I'd say we're being squeezed right now. John's statement led me to take a look inside of myself, you know, from a different lens, not the typical lens of quote-unquote normalcy, but the magnified lens of being in a world and a day-to-day routine that is anything but normal at this time. I know that I have a wealth of strengths and talents to build on. And trust me when I say, I also have a stockpile of habits and issues to improve upon. What's inside of us comes out when we're squeezed. What's inside of you? And what do you want to come out when you're squeezed? The beauty is, we choose that. It doesn't just happen to us. We can't always choose our circumstances and environment, yet we can choose how we internalize those things how we perceive them, and how we choose to be intentional and purposeful about our thoughts and actions. 
When I began this podcast, I said it would be neither political nor religious, and I stand by that completely, yet again. At this time, we are dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. One thing we know is that this too shall pass. It's a virus, it will pass. What we don't know is exactly what normal will look like in its wake. How will people go about healing physically, emotionally, and financially? We just don't know. It's an uncertain landscape. I live my life choosing to see the good in people. I am far from perfect at it. I get caught up in people are idiots moments for sure. And yet, I truly believe in the basic goodness of people. I love people. Okay, so I love dogs more and animals in general, guilty as charged. I accept that. Through this coronavirus ordeal, I'm seeing and hearing about people stepping up to serve their neighbors and communities during this unprecedented, ever-evolving situation, and I am truly amazed and grateful for the basic goodness of people. As I was sitting in my house, you know, working from home, actually, as so many of us are right now, these thoughts just started flowing through me. And let me back up a bit. As you may remember, I am a proud member of the John Maxwell team. I was to be in Orlando last week at what they call the International Maxwell Certification Event. Well, as you can imagine, it was canceled, you know, so I'll be going in August. Now, in typical Maxwell fashion, the staff and faculty at JMT did not use this as time off. Instead, they put together a fantastic array of speakers and topics and provided us team members with a virtual leadership summit. It was amazing. The amount of work that went into putting this on in a short period of time, while they too have been dealing with the same detours, uncertainty, and logistical issues as the rest of us, I can't even tell you how blessed I feel to be a part of an organization that is so passionate about pouring out into its members in such meaningful ways. And let me be clear, I come before you as a humble and appreciative servant, wanting to share with you now and in future episodes what I've been so blessed to receive. I also want to be honest about my trepidation to share my thoughts on what I'll be talking about in this episode. My whole purpose in doing this podcast is to show posi- showcase positivity and empowerment, to leave listeners with a sense of peace, hope, enthusiasm, you know, vision and ideas you can use to live your best life. And as I attempted to wiggle out of presenting this episode's topic in my own mind, I realized that the most that the, most of the time the most profound and important lessons are found with the mo- within the most difficult conversations and situations. I'll explain. The content for the virtual summit was brought to us through Facebook, and it's pretty cool to have that avenue to be able to reach so many people in such a short period of time when you think about it. So, of course, between sessions, I'm seeing a lot of fodder on Facebook regarding the coronavirus situation some of it lighthearted and rather amusing, some of it totally inspiring, and some of it downright ugly. I have a hard time with the way talk, with the way, 
people talk to and about other people sometimes. And I get it. I mean, when you feel strongly about something, it's kind of easy to go there. I mean, again, we're human, imperfect human beings. In my heart of hearts, I believe people don't like or really want to be in that negative, nasty place. I mean, who can relate to an interaction that has gone something like this? Well, I disagree with you on that. Oh, yeah? Then you must want people to die. Uh, no, that's not at all what I said. I've been on both sides of that kind of conversation. I think we all have. Frustrating and not at all productive, right? Some of you may, listening may be wondering, is she talking about me? I don't know. Maybe I've seen your posts. Maybe I haven't. You know, I'm generally pretty intentional and purposeful about my time on Facebook, so I don't spend a, a lot of time just scrolling. So like I said, you know, maybe I've seen your posts. Maybe I haven't. You know, many comments I see are from people I don't even know. The question to ask yourself is, does she have a reason to be talking about me? So I'm sitting at my computer getting some work done and all I could think is, you know, why don't people realize that we need each other? We really need each other. Oh man, this, this question was weighing on me heavily and I could not ignore the thoughts that were coming to me. So I had to sit down and start writing. Writing has always been cathartic for me. And I knew as soon as I sat down to write that I would be compelled to share this. So here I am. I believe in the basic goodness of people. We need each other. United we stand, divided we fall. I could start singing that United We, we Stand song right now, but yeah, no, not going to do it. <laughs> so I will repeat that this podcast is not political and never will be. In fact, I propose that what I'm about to talk about is anti-political as I share my observations about what I see happening around us. And please hear my heart on this. Everything I say here is rooted in my belief in the goodness of people and that we need each other. Now is a great time to break for our Market Minute. Well, Market Minute certainly is appropriate here as everything seems to be changing by the minute. It's a challenge to provide information when we're in a very fluid environment. What I can tell you is that home sellers are still selling and home buyers are still buying. As real estate professionals, we at the Chaplin Group are always looking out for your best interests and always seeking to stay on top of the latest information and strategies to provide you with the best opportunities to navigate the market to your advantage, whatever the market may look like, even during a pandemic. As of April 5th, I'm seeing interest rates in the mid to low threes. Although we are prohibited from showing homes physically, we are still getting homes under contract. Transactions in process are also continuing to move forward towards settlement, and settlements are still occurring. If you have specific questions about the market, or if you'd like to take advantage of the market we're in right now, please find the Chaplain Group of, of Keller Williams of Central PA on Facebook, or email me at thejourneywithkim at outlook.com. We look forward to assisting you in any way we can. 
So there you have it, this episode's Market Minute. So going back to Facebook, and this is not a diatribe on Facebook by any means. This is about people. It's about us. There are a lot of opinions about who should be doing what and how it should be done. That in and of itself is fine. What I don't understand is the venom, the complete cutting down of others in order to try, in order to, try to make a point, the name calling. And clearly, this is not only on Facebook, it's everywhere. Opinions are one thing, disrespect is another. We need each other. Let's face it, I mean, there are despicable people in every walk of life, every religion, every race. There are despicable people in every sport, in every form of business. There are despicable people in the church and in politics, liberals, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, libertarians, independents. It doesn't matter. You can find a despicable person just about anywhere. Why? Because we're human beings. And what's so important to understand and accept is that fortunately, truly bad people are the minority, a really, really small minority at that. By far, most people are living their lives trying to do the right things the best they know how. We need each other. If we think that we can trust any one specific group of people to lead us down the perfect path, we're crazy. First off, there's no perfect path, and the main reason for that is because we are imperfect people. We may be good or great or downright awesome, but not a single one of us is perfect. And in any area of government, because it's made up of imperfect people, we'll find people who make honest mistakes. We'll also find criminals and who knows what else. That's why we need each other. Not just one party, not just one philosophy. Like I said, we can't count on just one philosophy to take us down the best path. For all the flaws that you can find in our founding fathers, I mean, they're human too, they understood this very well. That's why we don't have just one political party. We need each other for checks and balances to represent various ideals and give various points of view a seat at the table. It's not always about right versus wrong. Sometimes it's just about different. I often say there is typically more than one good and right way to do something. Here are some examples that I hope will help to illustrate my point. One thing, look at the DuPont company and the cases of how chemicals they've produced, Teflon for instance, have led to cancers and birth defects. And that investigations found that the company was aware of the dangers for decades. I mean, how many people, including children, were exposed? How many got life-changing or life-ending illnesses as a result? And there are plenty of other similar examples like Johnson & Johnson with talc. I don't think I know a single person who is okay with this or who thinks this is acceptable. And let's consider the case of Alfie Evans, the toddler from Liverpool whose parents wanted to be able to take him outside of the country for medical treatment, but were completely taken out of the decision-making process. That's their child. The Vatican offered to come get him. They believed they could help him. 
but the government would not allow it and took him off life support. And of course he died, sadly. Again, I don't believe I know a single soul who thinks this is fair or right. And if we think this can't or won't happen here, we have our heads in the sand. This is exactly why we need each other. This is exactly why we need the checks and balances that come from varying ideas and priorities having a seat at the table. My point is, we need people who are passionate about the environment at the table, or we'd all be walking around with like a third eye and eight legs or who knows what else. And we also need the ingenuity and, of businesses, large and small, because they also have the power to elevate and save lives. I am not and will not use this as a form to back one side or another, and I don't feel the need to do so. This is about basic human goodness and respect for one another. Believe me, I have some strong opinions about all sorts of things, and there are people in my life who I love and respect tremendously that I disagree with about plenty of things, vehemently at times. And yet I still appreciate them for what they bring to my life. In fact, in some cases, I can't imagine my life without them. I realize nothing I'm saying here is new news. What I'm talking about has been going on for decades. And I'm certainly not going to point fingers or place blame because there's plenty of that to go around. I also realize that nothing I'm saying right now is going to, to improve our socioeconomic political climate overnight. It doesn't work that way. However, I know where change starts. It starts within each of us individually first and foremost. The only chance we have of being a positive influence on others is valuing them. And we all know we cannot, we cannot give that which we do not have. So embracing your value, not in, uh, in an I'm better than you kind of way, but from a place of excitement and appreciation. That is critical. From that place, we must make the decision to choose to see the basic goodness in people. It's there if you look. It starts under our own roofs, with those we care about most. It starts with how we talk to each other, the tone we use, and the words we choose, and how we listen to each other in our schools and in our workplaces. I'd venture to say that if you sat down and had a real conversation without preconceived notions, with someone who maybe you disagree with on some things or perhaps just don't understand, like you know that person, the one who does things that make you scratch your head. If you sat down with that person and dug into the why of their perspective, and not simply the surface or superficial stuff, but the life experiences that lead someone to be where they are, I bet you'd learn something interesting. On the flip side, it might just annoy the crap out of you. That's possible too. But really, I believe when it comes down to it, by far, most of us want to be happy and productive, feel valued and appreciated, and want our children to be happy, healthy, and safe. I mean, heck, I don't even have children of my own, and I want that for our children. I'll share a story that is relevant here. 
I've had the privilege of being exposed to so many forward-thinking, life-affirming, generous, and remarkable people on my journey. One of those people has shared his story of overcoming adversity, and I suspect there are many who can relate to his story. His dad left the household before he was born, and he had virtually no contact with his dad growing up. His mom was painfully abusive in various ways to him and his siblings growing up. They never knew who they were going to find when they got home, Jekyll or Hyde. In his adulthood, and he became quite successful, he realized he could either allow the bitterness and injustice of it to be a lid on his happiness, or he could seek understanding and forgiveness. He chose the latter. Not easy. Not easy easy at all. On that path, he learned that his mother had suffered horrible abuse at the hands of her father. He had never known this. He even says now, it certainly didn't make what she did right, but he absolutely has a much greater understanding of the how and why of his own childhood. That choice led to a whole new level of healing and happiness for both he and his mother and quite possibly for his siblings too. Consider the life change that resulted from that one decision. The gift of being forgiven and giving forgiveness is life-changing. Giving grace is like taking a deep breath and being able to let it out. So here I am, coming from a place of humility, compassion, and a genuine desire to have a positive impact on this world in whatever way I possibly can, proposing a call to action. Maybe it could be even a 66-day challenge if you want it to be. Here's my thought. Put out on a post on a, a Facebook or Instagram or wherever you post stuff, asking others to share an unexpected blessing inspiring lesson or insight they've gained through this through this virus crisis or better yet ask people directly your family your kids friends neighbors imagine the conversations we'll have we might be amazed and inspired by what we hear and before you post something or respond to someone else's post ask yourself what do i want to accomplish here do i want to try to change someone's mind I mean, we all know that could be an uphill battle. Think of it this way. What are the chances that someone else is going to change your mind? Maybe a better approach is to find words to help each other gain understanding, not necessarily agreement. We do not have to agree to get along, appreciate, and respect one another. Another good question is, are the words I'm choosing likely to tear others down or lift them up? Ask yourself, is the best course of action just to let it be? And lastly, ask, is this comment or thought best expressed publicly, or are those of us involved better served by connecting privately? It's pretty tempting to want to be right in public. <laughs> I've succumbed to it myself. But, it is, but is it the right thing to do in the moment? I expressed at the beginning of this episode that I'm a bit nervous about putting this content out. The last thing I want to do is fan the flames of negativity and division. I believe the path to growth and greater understanding 
lies in the hard times and in the tough conversations. So in order to be true to myself and the mission of this podcast, I felt I would be giving into fear if I avoided it. My sincere hope is that my heart on this topic has come through and that it's abundantly clear that my intentions are to build up and empower people. I've attended the Global Leadership Summit three years in a row now and will be attending again this year. Their foundational principle is that when a leader gets better, everyone wins. You, you are a leader. Yes, you. I am a leader too. And together we can win. Not a single one of us has all the answers, yet together we become this amazing and wonderful pool of skills and talents, perspectives and experiences. We can't help but be better and stronger together. Yes, even when we disagree. I cannot express how grateful I am that you have taken the time to listen. All I can hope is that peace, love and positivity are as contagious as the coronavirus. I hope you've been infected as you've listened and that you infect as many people as possible. A global wave of grace would be a beautiful thing. Do not underestimate what we can accomplish together. United we stand. I am very excited about my next guest. Her name is Jenny Jackson. She has such a servant's heart, and she has a vision for the life she wants for herself and her family. Tune in as we discuss how she parlayed her heart's mission into businesses that serve others and allow her to live out the values, her values and purpose. I trust her story will provide you with something of value that you can utilize to do the same. See you next time. Thank you for spending time with me. My sincere hope is that you found it as worthwhile as I did and that you take away a piece of information or inspiration that helps you take your life experience to the next level. Until next time, embrace your power, create your luck.